Welcome once again. This is Ellen Iron Dove. Dialogue is the key to reform. Access is the key to dialogue. At Iron Dove, you can find both. Come on down, sign up, talk it up, and let's see what we can figure out. It's another day and another headline. Another young mother murdered by her lover. It's like a weekly event, it seems. It's unbelievable, and it's starting to really bum me out. I mean, it bummed me out all the time, but now it seems to be at least once a week somebody finds some young mother body dumped somewhere she's been beaten to death and she leaves two young children motherless invariably it's a situation of domestic violence invariably it's a situation where something happened it was a continuing pattern of violence against this person and Lo and behold, one day she turns up dead. And of course, the lover's missing. Whether it be a husband, boyfriend, you know, it really doesn't matter. It's young woman, meets guy, falls in love, life's great, having a good old time. They have a child, sometimes two, bottom falls out, she's found dead. It's so obvious to me, and I don't understand why it's not obvious to those who are in a position to legislate and make policy that would eliminate so much violence against women. When women become dependent on their partner financially, they are at risk. It's that simple. And in a perfect world, it's never an issue. I'm in love with you. I'm going to take care of you for the rest of your life. And you're going to have children. And it's going to be fine. And you're, but you know what? The reality is that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen here in America. And I'm sure it doesn't happen around the world. When people start families and women have a responsibility of children, the relationship changes. The relationship changes and it often changes to the extent that emotions are so high that violence occurs. And you know, in a, in a way, I, I really understand how from a man's perspective it would be so difficult. I mean, all of a sudden, here you, you know, you were you met this person, you're happy, you're in love, it's all wonderful, life is good, and she's working, and you have a lifestyle, and together it's this great thing. All of a sudden, half your income's gone, and there's two more people to take care of. Not just you taking care of yourself, but now you taking care of your wife and your child. It's a huge financial drain. It's a huge emotional stress. There's... A, there's, there's a lot going on there and I and I totally can understand how people could snap on the other hand women don't have a lot of choices because the job of being a mother has been relegated to the irrelevant pile and the pile of quote-unquote not working women are at risk the governments of the world, the government of this country, 
in particular because we can be an example for other places around the world really needs to take steps. I mean, it is just so disheartening once a week to read in the newspaper, young mother murdered, body dumped. You know, I was talking to, uh, to my husband about this and I, and I said, you know, what is this? Is this really starting to get to me? And, uh, and he said, you know, it's interesting because when you go and you get a, a, uh, a driver's license, you know, you're going to go drive a car, you have to get a license and getting a license means that you've studied, taken a written exam, passed a written test, gone with an instructor, taken a road test, driven the car for somebody who's checked out whether you are able to operate this vehicle in a safe way and then they give you a license. It's not just you go down, you fill out your paperwork, you pay your $35 and off you go. When people go down to get a marriage license, and everywhere in the United States you need to have a marriage license in order to get married because they want to make sure that they take down your information, what have you. Why, if you're getting a license, don't you need to take a course? Take a course. You know, when you crash a car, people get hurt. When you crash a marriage, people get hurt. Sometimes people get dead. And, uh, and you know, that's what's happening here. People go into these situations. They go into, into uh, a situation that has, has the potential to to be very dangerous without the proper information and they crash and burn and that's what happened crash and burn so this young woman 24 years old found uh, you know dumped in a creek um, four-year-old child and a four-month-old baby that are orphans a week ago a 26 year old mother with a four-year-old daughter mother murdered probably right in front of the daughter the daughter's dumped in a, in a town in the middle of the night in bare feet just wandering around aimlessly there are so many women's human rights groups the UN has a, a women watch group there's there's violence against women's groups missing adults people you know all kinds of agencies for violence and abuse and and what have you against women and there's like it's so obvious it's so obvious all you have to do as a society is empower those who are powerless and the way that you do that in a capitalist society is you put value on their profession. If you have a job that pays very little, your job is considered of very little value in society. If you have a job that pays nothing, then the value of your job in society is nothing, which means the value of your life and your contribution is nothing, which makes people feel that it's okay 
to treat people in any way they wish because they have no value. When you read some of this stuff, the UN has this expert group that meets to identify strategies and programs and how to fight trafficking against women and how to fight violence against women and how to, you want to know how? Empower them. I have to do some research and find out what the statistics are in various countries around the world. And I'll bet you places where society has determined that being a stay-at-home mom has a social value and they receive either a stipend or some tax credits or some sort of financial valuation. I'll bet you that their statistics on domestic violence and abuse against women and children are much lower than other places. And I'm going to find this out. I, I, and when I do, I'll report back. But in the moment, I, I just, you know, I see this stuff and it just blows me away. It's very upsetting. And, and I think it comes down to, to a couple of things. One is that society is, has devalued the position to such an extent that, that people feel they can they can do anything and treat people in any way. And the other thing is that, that people go into the stuff with no information. I mean, think about this. If men went into a marriage and women went into a marriage, understanding the contract that they're entering into with regard to property, with regard to children, with regard to obligations, responsibilities, what to do if something goes wrong, what happens to property, what happens to children. It's a contract. I mean, this is a contract. And before you enter into a contract, you have to understand what you're entering into, very specifically. And I think that if people were able to understand very specifically what their, their rules were, what their rights were, what their obligations were, if something didn't work out, what they could expect to happen, what the procedures were, how to manage the entering into of the contract and the exiting of the contract if that should happen so that it didn't have to break down into violence and crimes of passion. You know a lot of the violence happens when one partner decides I've had it I don't want to be married to you anymore I want out of this and the other partner generally the income earning side of that partnership says, well, wait a second, you can't take my stuff. This is my stuff. And that's where the problem occurs. That's where the violence begins. That's where the animosity starts. Either you can't take my stuff or you can't take my kids. And those are the things that are covered by the contract. That's why you have to have a marriage license in the first place, because it's a legal arrangement. And in legal arrangements, there are rights, responsibilities, obligations, blah, 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 whatever. Why aren't people advised? Why aren't people schooled in this? Why don't people know what they're signing? You know, um, I guess if you look back in the, um, back into history, when women were property, the function of the marriage license and the marriage contract was more a matter of the daughter is now given to the husband as a responsibility and the contract was such that the father could sign away the daughter to this other man 
for that man to care for. You know, I mean, there's all kinds of historical stuff, and I don't even know all of it. It doesn't matter. What matters is that in, in 2005, in America, people are required to get marriage licenses in order to get married, and they should be informed. They should understand their rights, and maybe if people understood their rights and responsibilities and obligations and what they should and shouldn't do if, for whatever reason, the arrangement breaks down, maybe things would be different. I mean, if people are so out of control and they get to this point where they can't deal, they can't manage, they should know that there are certain things to do. You know, if you're in a car and you can't deal and you can't manage for whatever reason, you have a blowout, you call AAA and they come and help you fix the tire, there, there should be some kind of thing where, you know, if you get into a trouble situation, somebody you can call that's a, a organization that will come immediately and help you. Well, why can't it be something like that? I mean, why do these people have to end up early 20s murdered some horrific thing that half the time the kids are right there watching some horrific thing happen to their mother and then and then you know not only is it is it a a, a situation of of this domestic train wreck between two adult people but now you've got all these little train wrecks they have to live with this they have to manage this throughout the rest of their lives well i just stood there and watched my mother get murdered lovely it's, uh, it's a very so, so, sorry situation. And, you know, I do research and I try to see, well, what are people doing about this? What are some of the things that are happening that, that are helping the situation? And it invariably comes down to always, I'm sure, one thing. When a woman stops working and stops having an income, she stops having the independence. And when she stops having the independence, she's at risk for violence. She's at risk for abuse because she's not independent. And in this case, it sounds like she had a very um, strong extended family and perhaps it was just a, you know, passion of the moment murdered her thing. Who knows? But even so, why don't these people have the information? You have a flat tire, you call AAA. You have a flat marriage, you call whoever you call, who immediately intervenes and immediately starts to, to help you get the help that you need. Because, you know, when it's just two adult people, it's a problem. When it becomes two adult people and a couple of young kids, then it's just a terrible social problem because these kids are orphans now. And it's a shame. Anyway, so I don't know the answer. I just know that it's really terrible and it's really upsetting. Um, so let me know what you think. Let me know what you think. Come on down, sign up, talk it up, and let's see what we can figure out. Until tomorrow, this is Elwood Iron Dove, signing out.